See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. The, the headphones just pit-flapped Dr. Yes, Morbius. Yes, they did. <laughs> Ooh, boy, that was scary. <laughs> wow. You That's okay? Yeah. That, was, that wasn't a, what, what was that, wardrobe malfunction? That was a, a an accessory malfunction, that was accessory I guess. malfunction, yeah. yeah. It was like, wow. Good thing those weren't Dre beats. Because no. those are like, those are probably where they have hurt you. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, in reality, Dre Beats, they would have, probably would have broken, and I would have been out of $300 headphones because you bumped your tooth into it. Yeah, we were, I would have been out of tooth and you headphones. <laughs> like, huh, damn, I shouldn't have bought those $300 headphones. <laughs> how, how do they charge $300 for headphones? I don't know. I saw those, and as soon as I saw athletes, because I saw all the pro football players wearing them, I was like, oh, that's it, they're cool now. Everyone's going <laughs> to, all kids are gonna that can't afford it are going to be buying these dumb drabies just to, kids, to keep I up tell you, you know? I mean, with their baggy they, pants and their iphones and, and their, their underwear sticking out yeah and they're like and their rock and roll music oh and, wait hey know. hold on get off my lawn you kids <laughs> <laughs> i just didn't get off your lawn joke yeah. all right okay what are we even who what is this thing that you're with that's in your ear holes this uh this is slow robot a go-go <laughs> big show number i can't remember uh i think it's 92 like 92 or 93 yeah. 92. How about that, ladies and gentlemen? Close to 100. Wow. The century mark is creeping up. I'm telling you. All right. So here's my usual shtick. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, online. You can go to bunchofdorks.com, and there's three magical buttons there for your entertainment. One is Bunch of Dorks, which has now been uh, newly started up again by yours truly, and it's more of a music-based stupidity show. Um, So the first button at bunchofdorks.com is, believe it or not, Bunch of Dorks. Second button is uh, Slow Robot A Go Go. That's this show where you can hear all about B movie reviews, where we talk about movies in general, but then also just kind of uh, whatever muse yeah. about the world we live in. The world. We the live world in. we live in. In a world. And uh, the world we never made. And there's made. a third button that I'm gonna leave to my confidant, the man in arms, my right hand man, the man with the plan, the master disaster. <laughs> Uh, where were some other Rocky? Remember Rocky was uh, when they were going through uh, Apollo Creed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't either. God, my brain's shot. It's been a long week. I uh, am Doctor Morbius from parts unknown. I was gonna say so, Iron Man, but yeah, nah, that's, right. that's Ozzy. So yes, I'm Mal. With me as always, Doctor Morbius. Doctor Morbius from parts unknown, and we're here to fill your ear holes with joy. We're here to entertain you, and to that's enlighten not you. As dirty as it sounds. Yeah. So yeah, no, uh, no lubricants involved or yeah. anything like that. It's been a, uh, I as I, as I alluded to, this has been one hell of a week, um, emotionally and and physically draining. Well, uh, maybe maybe some like uh, alcoholic lubricants were involved or whatever. Yes, but, Saturday know. I had to wash away the pain with I think, I don't know how many. I think it was like one, six, eight, eight beers. So nice, yeah. man. I cut back. No, nah. oh. <laughs> you know, so I had uh, eight. Bud Platinums, which are rocking the 6.0 alcohol. Bud Platinum. No, Bud Light. It's like they're like, it's a light beer, but it has like a really high alcohol content. But you don't, but you don't gain any weight. (laughs) You just lose brain. Well, you gain a little bit of fat, but all the brain Brain cells cells, that you lose, that's where you kind of make it. that's where you kind of even it out. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yep. Uh, 
So yeah, been a <laughs> tough week. Uh, we, we we're gonna be a little bit off our game this week because we don't have any this or that's ready. We didn't we didn't have a game like kind of queued up which we always do. So we're just gonna kind of talk about what we um what we watched. And uh, you're gonna have lots of trailers, and then we're gonna talk about our movie, oh, movie du jour. Du jour. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we said that at the same wow. time. Wow, jinx. Great minds think alike. Yeah, what can I tell you? All right, you got anything? Oh, what what are you? What are your online concerns? Because we we left that one third button floating. The out third there. button, the the fantastic third button that is two dimension comic book podcast, the comic book podcast with no direction, where Don and I and Dallas and Rook we talk about funny books and all things like funny books, comic book related, funny book movies, funny book this, funny book that. You know, all what's that a crap. what's a funny book? Well, that was what you know. Uh, you never heard that term before. Every no. once in a while, like the old, old, old guys, the old, old guys back in the '80s would come in and go like, "Yeah, you guys, you guys buy the funny books." You know, I used to work at a comic shop. Oh, so and, and that's when you were like, you knew that you were gonna get a box of crazy, like yeah, old so, stuff. Yeah, yeah, old stuff. And you'd stuff, pay yeah. them a nickel, and they'd be yeah. worth like a hundred thousand dollars. Not quite, but yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because comic books, funny books, that's where that comes oh, from. Oh, nice. Yeah. I had never heard that term. Yeah, well, here you go. You learned something new today. Wow. I only, I think I heard it on like a, on old movies where they say, ah, I'll catch you in the funny books there, yeah, smart the guy. Yeah, funny papers. With, yeah. With, yeah, with a guy with a, those pants up to his chest, yeah, you know. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a nice style. I wish it would come back. <laughs> anyway. Um, zoot suit. Yeah, that that. I that, think the zoot should zoot zoot should make a comeback. That'd be awesome. Well, well, they yeah. did kind of. Remember, oh boy, going back to the '80s, which is where our movie is from. Yes. Remember a band called Kid Creel and the Coconuts? No. He was like kind of like a. He was hearkening back to those days. He had the zoot suit on. And they did kind of like dance, kind of old style stuff or whatever. Huh. And they were very popular in the clubs back then. They That's never became cool. a big deal, but they were they had a they had a cult following. They they did tour a lot and they were pretty weird. Pretty funny. Yeah. Kid Coconut. Kid Creole and the Coconuts, yeah. Kid Creole and the Coconuts. Look huh. it up, you all you guys out there. With guys your with your there. with your Google and your iPhone. Yeah, with your, your Google and your Bang <laughs> and your iPhone and your and your World Book Encyclopedia <laughs> and your <laughs> Remember Encyclopedia Britannica? Oh yeah. Uh, that, that was yeah. an actual book. There was uh, one called Funk and Wagnalls encyclopedia they used to give that funk and wagnalls that used to be given to you on like as a as a as like a prize when you didn't win on the game show you know even though you didn't win the the new car we have a set of funk and wagnalls <laughs> encyclopedia for that you that just sounds weird and wrong do you know what i mean like that just sounds like it yeah, shouldn't just be. a funkin part of it you know and, and then wagnalls. i just dropped off my funny books can you give me a some a set of funk and wagnalls i'd be like no th- that Pet Boys is down the street. Yeah, I don't no, know. It, and and well, actually, when when I was a ki- when I was a kid, we actually did buy a set of encyclopedias from the door to door guy. You know, they yeah. came by and they said, "Well, you know, the kids in school, we want them to do good, so we got them a set of World Book they encyclopedias." They rang my parents up for the same bill. Did, yeah, I think they yeah. did. I think everyone had them. And it was door to door guys. You know, it's yeah. like you know the Hoover vacuum cleaner guy, and then like the World Book Encyclopedia guy behind him. Or whatever. we didn't get a whole lot of people out because like we lived in the middle of nowhere. But like you literally, did get the encyclopedia yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how that yeah. happened. Yeah, well, you know, they do you remember that Who's Who scam? Like, no, the scam where they had they had they'd print a book and they'd say like, oh, you know, Who's Who in America? It was called. And I remember that book. And yeah. it was, and it, they would just go around and sell the your, like a your name spot. 
and it'd be like, oh, yeah. for fourteen dollars, you you know, you'll be in the who's who in America for ac- academic achievement or whatever, you know. <laughs> and it, like, and these just books of, and it's just books of of names, and they, these are just people that paid twenty dollars or whatever the hell it cost. <laughs> It's like I want to be in the who's who. Here's twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah. I'm like a Rhodes Scholar. <laughs> I got me a Rhodes Scholarship right here. Yeah. Boom. I signed up for it on the road, so that means I'm a Rhodes Scholar. <laughs> Spelled wrong. Yeah. Wrong context. Wrong everything. Yeah. Well, that's the kind of show we are. Wrong yeah. context. Wrong everything. <laughs> Welcome to Wrong Context Theater. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. All right. Well, we're gonna go into some trailer trailers, and then when we come back, we're gonna talk about what we watched this week and. I don't know. I think you're gonna enjoy my one top, my one um, movie I watched because it's all kinds of wrong. So I think you'll really uh, like it. All right. Well, we're gonna drop in some trailers and we'll be right back. Natasha, is that miserable moose and squirrel? He was born on the day of the great fire cloud over the desert. All he wanted was a place in the new age. But they still believed. The only good Indian is a dead Indian. Think the old chief's any good? He's an Indian, ain't he, Ned? Yes, sir. He's alive, ain't he? Yes, sir. And he's no good. God damn it, I said that's enough! It was now. Redskins no longer bit the dust. They just ate dirt. You hassle every Indian on this road? Nope. They pushed and shoved, squeezed and leaned, and leaned harder. Until they bought themselves an all-American one-man Indian massacre. Johnny! Johnny, come back! I didn't do it, Johnny! Then they knew what the word savage really meant. He made some points for himself in their army, but not enough to live next door. You're not in the army anymore. Now you're just another Indian. Or marry the mother of his child. Let's get married, Johnny. You can't. Johnny Firecloud. A hate story. I need Firecloud. You're going to get him. You're going to get him or you're going to kill him. Or he's going to kill you. It don't make a damn bit of difference to you either way. Starring Victor Mojica, Ralph Meeker, David Canary, Frank Dikova, Christina Hart, Sasheen Littlefeather, Johnny Firecloud, filmed in Panavision, rated R, from EVI. Five of the richest, most powerful people in the world are trying to buy their way out of dying in the Swiss conspiracy. Do you have anything to declare? No, nothing. David Jansen is Christopher. He's the only man who can uncover the conspiracy. Yeah, five little secret accounts came to Zurich. Hayes was killed, and then there were four. Rashi was killed, and then there were three. Senta Berger is Denise. She also works undercover. I want to make a confession. Well, I look like a priest. The Swiss conspiracy. The name of the game is blackmail. If you want your client's secret bank accounts to remain secret, wait for instructions. What are we to do? Go to the police? Never. The stakes, a fortune in uncut diamonds. High value in a small package. Easy to conceal, easy to market. The players, 
five desperate people, each with a deadly secret. The score, two dead, three to go. The rules, anything goes. The only way to win is to stay rich and stay alive. The Swiss Conspiracy, starring David Jansen, Senta Berger, John Saxon, John Ireland, Elka Summer, Ray Milland, Anton Diffring. The Swiss Conspiracy, the ultimate blackmail thriller. All right, and that name's too la- hard, so we won't say it. Uh, the Swiss Conspiracy. Yeah, The Swiss Conspiracy. Not, not a name that rolls off the tongue. No, and then, of course, Johnny Fire- Firecloud, which... Yeah, it almost sounds like a bad joke. You know? Hey, <laughs> what's your name? Fire jo- Johnny Firecloud. Oh, okay. And just for official clarity, we looked it up. This is Big Show number 92. Isn't that awesome? For kinda, those keeping count. Kind of off my game. I'm like Manning this week. I'm off my game. You yeah, know? well, you know, you, you, you got a chance to make a comeback. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if we can make a comeback. So, Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown, as promised, what did you watch this week? Well, I kind of watched like half a movie, and I'm going to finish <laughs> watching it. But like we were talking before, it's a movie that's definitely like, if you like wrong, stupid movies, this is the movie for you. It's called uh, Movie 43. Nice. This is like a, it's, it's like an, well, it basically starts off with um, Dennis Quaid, and he's pitching a script to, uh, um, uh, what's his face, Greg Kinnear, who's like, I don't know how, he, he he doesn't know how he got into his office, but he's pitching, and then the first, and then he goes into this, like, first sketch, and it's just raw, it just keeps, keeps basically there's a guy with testicles hanging from his neck. Yeah, Hugh so. Jackman. Hugh Jackman, yeah, Wolverine with nuts hanging from his neck. Yeah, so, n- now uh, this is that's how this starts. This movie is one of those infamous movies on Rotten Tomatoes that got like a zero. So zero percent, or or maybe it might have gotten like a one or two or three, but anything like that, you know, where you're like, oh, zero percent. And if I'm not wrong, I might be wrong, but I think I'm I'm right. It, the guy, the Sham Wow guy, <laughs> is the guy who made this. Uh, and I'm going to kind of look that up while we're talking because I have to. But, yeah, it's like, uh, wow. Sham wow. Yeah. <laughs> so what what, am, what what do you remember or what did you like or not like? Do you well, like it? Well, that, well, that caught me by surprise, and I, and I did laugh. Now, of course, you have to take that with a grain of salt because it is after all well, me. But it did make me laugh. And then there was another episode that had Batman and Robin speed dating with Uma Thurman shows up in that. And then there was another one where... Yeah, <laughs> where Dennis like, Quaid. Yeah. Greg yeah. Kinnear. Common, whoever that is. I don't know who that a is. A rapper. Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, yeah. Seth MacFarlane was in wow, it. Wow, there's so many people in this. I, I'm telling you, there's like a lot of cameos. Wow. So there, was this, there was this one where these two people, they're homeschooling their kid, but instead of just homeschooling them, they, they want to homeschool and then like, uh, you know, harass him like if he was in regular school. So... You know, the dad calls him names, and the mother, like, um, treats him like crap, and it gets worse and worse and worse after that. I don't want to, I don't want to tell you the jokes, because then you won't watch the movie. So, but if you're, if you got Netflix, just type in Movie 43, and, you know, like I said, if you like raunchy, stupid comedies, uh, this is your movie. Yeah. Okay, beat up a hooker. The Sham Wow guy, I'm reading about it. Vince Offer. So is that the guy, the guy? That's the guy who... Wow, Shamwal beats, beats up Cannibal Hooker. Um, cannibal Hooker? Yeah, you know, this is the... So what, his name is Vince 
Shlomi, <laughs> also known as Vince Offer. So let's see, Vince Shlomi, is he in there anywhere? <laughs> Sounds like a bad joke, nice. too. Yeah, I know. It's the name that's the bad. Hey, no, he doesn't. He's not in here. Who directed it? Is it Alan Smithy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my movie last week. Elizabeth Banks, Stephen Brill. Oh, so they had everybody directing like an episode, it looks Yeah, like. that's what it looks like. But yeah, I know Halle Berry's in it. Uh, yeah, no. Like I said, Uma Thurman, Anna Faris. Uh, people, all people you would regularly know from movies and television. Weird. Oh, oh, the guy who was in uh, Seinfeld, too, who played the tick. I can't think of his name right now. But he's <laughs> in it, too. Elizabeth Banks, Stephen Brill, Steve Carr, Rusty Cundiff. Yeah, James, I've heard all those James names. Duffy, yeah. Uh, wow. Okay, so it looks like I was totally wrong about that, but whatever. Okay. Sorry, ShamWow guy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, watch your comedy, stupid, watch yeah. it. Yeah. It's on Netflix. If you don't like it, just shut it off. See, Netflix. now that that is a, that was, because um, this is one of those, like, I forget what the official name of it is, like a sketch comedy. Yeah, sketch comedy. Where it, there's one thing that kind of ties all the stories together, like, okay, it would come, probably come back around at the end that he that these were all just ideas and you've witnessed what he pitched and then at the very end, um, what's his no, name? No, no, Quaid is actually like a psycho and he gets in there and he's pitching the script and then when Kinnear says, this is the idiotic thing, get out of here, Wade pulls a gun on him and goes, oh no, you're going to listen to but this. That's what I mean, but then at the end, Kinnear will be there and then he'll be like, okay, Quaid, you oh, got a movie. I, like, no, I don't know. So something will tie it together and in fact, you've been watching his explanations oh, kind of okay, thing. Oh, okay, okay. Um, those, I didn't kind, get to that those point. kind of comedies were big. I thought they were bigger in the '70s, and they kind of went away, like yeah. for good, like because there was um, the Groove Tube, uh, yeah, K- yeah, Kentucky yeah. Fried movie, which is a movie I can quote word for word, and then um, Amazon Women on the Moon was one that in the yep. '80s that tried to recreate the magic, and for some parts did. Yeah, yeah. you know there was some parts of it that were very funny. Anthology is that the right way to say it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sketch comedy anthology. Yeah, something. But Richard Gere was in an episode about this thing called the Eye Babe, where it's like a naked woman eye eye iPod or whatever. <laughs> and and the uh, and and the uh, oh well, I'm not gonna tell you. Just watch it. It yeah. was wrong too. So from all from all I'm surprised accounts, they did, I mean, yeah. I'm surprised when I saw him in there, they didn't make a gerbil joke. You know? <laughs> That's how bad this movie was. That is, so it's one of those. Don't, this is not highbrow uh, comedy. No, 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 no. Oh, wow. The lowest of the so low, So, this is one of those things where I promised uh, Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown that I would watch it, and then we could kind of compare notes on air and really talk about this thing, because it seems like it's going to be hard to get through for me. No, but, no it won't be. But, it, yeah, it's, one, it's, it's a train wreck. wreck. Yeah, train that's wreck. what I mean. It's just like a train wreck. It's like a bad Give movie. Give it a so. shot. Give it a shot. Tell me what you think next. All right, I'll cool. I'll finish watching it, too. Well, maybe this won't be our... Well, maybe it could be our movie. It's not it really... It could be. Uh, we'll see. We'll see we'll where see we go. All right, is that the only one you watched? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, wow, okay. Well, let's see. And I only watched one. I watched three, but two of them were so bad I took them out, I took them out and put sent them back to Netflix. Oh, God. And the third one was Green Lantern. Now, was it that bad, really? Well, I'll tell you, first of all, I I got that confused with Green Hornet. Yeah. Well, so I yeah, thought I was watching difference. the Green Hornet, and then it turns out to be Green Lantern. Lan- Lantern Green Lantern. So I was like, oh, well, all right, whatever. It's here. I'm going to watch it. Um, I don't know how my brain confused those, but I drink a lot of beer. And then, uh, and then as I'm watching it, I'm like, wait, is this the story? Like, there's guardians from the universe. Where yeah. There's an yeah, army of yeah. Green Lantern, and yeah, and just one jerk from Earth was good enough, kinda. And basically, oh, okay. 
Well, the guy that plays him is is one of those like brotastic kind of too cool for school guys. So that threw me off a little bit. Um, maybe that's the Green Lantern's persona, though. I don't know. I don't know I don't anything about it. Like, cause you know, like okay, Superman is very virtuous and very um, you know good. Now Batman's all brooding and twisted and wrong. Well, they made, and but they angry. made Superman brooding in the latest movie, yeah. so everybody's brooding now. Well, this guy's like that smarmy like jerky kind of uh, like okay. like big man on campus kind of guy. I don't know if the original Lantern was that. Uh, it they change those characters so much. Originally no, but they change those characters so much. Yeah. Every every decade they get a new guy to re- reboot them uh, as it so, so that's like the thing. Yeah. Exactly. So I haven't read the latest one, but yeah, that whole concept that you're talking about, yeah, that's what we've been doing for a while with all the Green Lanterns from all over the universe. Oh, okay. But I know a guy who likes Green Lantern is a big fan of Saw, and he didn't like the movie. I didn't care for it. It wasn't horrible. You shut it off? No, no, I watched it. Oh, okay. uh, it wasn't, like, yeah, like I said, it wasn't horrible, but the whole thing was so new to me, I was kind of like, well, I don't know, is this, I guess this is what it's like. I, I, had, no, I had no exposure ever to Green Lantern so I didn't know about it you know and I remember there was a wrestler who thought he was the Green Lantern for a while the um the hurricane he, he had he, like guy. he he pretended to be a superhero but he was a weirdo I didn't know that guy yeah it was, yeah he came kind of came and went pretty quick and then um but it, I mean it, as far as effects go it was okay it was one of those things where like okay they didn't explain it a whole lot so they're like okay there's this ring that you can you know, you can just anything your mind can imagine is is what you can create. I'm like, well, my God, you yeah. know, I could do, you know, that is would, that is Green Lantern. Yeah, well, that's the well then, of it. I I could just be like, they call me the Captain Insano, Insano. Like, I the things I would create in my head would just be like so twisted that it'd be like, oh my God, I'm not fighting this guy. You, could, you a, could just have your man, mad master plan for the world right there and then with your <laughs> exactly with your giant ring hand. Thing. I just have a ring and I'd be like, oh look, now I'm being attacked by a thousand zombie cats. Well, yay for done. that. Yeah, yeah, done. You know, yeah, weird. So. But this guy was kind of weird. He like he saved a guy with a big Hot Wheels track because he saw his cousin or not cousin nephew had was playing with Hot Wheels or something. I was like, I don't know, whatever. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was just. It was the. It just was. Yeah. So now, what are your? Well, this will parlay into just something to talk about a little bit. What? What? What are your favorite? What are some of the favorite comic book? Um, Movies. Well, no heroes that or people that you like. Like who? Who okay. do you like out right. of in okay. the comic book lexicon? Okay. You know. Uh, when I was a kid, I started out with the Fantastic Four. That was the first superhero book that I bought. Yeah. So you know you got to go with the FF. Well, you, as like far your as first ever. Yeah. Like, well, I may have bought a Batman. But who knows, right? But oh, who okay. knows, yeah. you know? But I mean, the first time I said that I was actually like, wow, I got to get this book was Fantastic Four 57. Mm-hmm. That was the first book. So then, you know, you got them. And then, of course, Batman, because that was like such a big deal when I was a little kid in the 60s. That was yeah. like, Batman back then was, uh, I mean, you can't imagine. It was like the Beatles. It was that big. You had the Beatles in 64. You had Batman in 66. Wow. It was just that. I mean, it was everywhere, dude. It was just like... That's why that's Mr. Why Donuts used yeah. to be the you where you get all the Batman paraphernalia yeah. and all that stuff. They had everything. It was Batman. Then the Marvel superheroes started to pick up after that when they had the TV show with the cartoons and you know yeah those two are definitely the big two yeah. for me. And then Superman of course. And then and then like after that it kind of became yeah I like the superhero but I I got into 
the horror comics as a genre. So then I got more into that and less into the superheroes. And then I became a more of a fan of the of the artist because I like to draw and I'm an artist too. So right. I became more of a fan of artists. So it was more important for me that it was a good artist drawing it more so than the character itself. I didn't really care, you know, at, yeah. that, at one point. That's the way it's been since then. Oh, okay, much. cool. Now Not I as much writers. Uh, King Don and they were more writer based. I'm more artist based. Even though Con, uh, Don is ar- artist based just as much as I am, yeah. he's a lot more writer, you know, centric than I am. Oh, I, okay. I don't really care. As long as it's not like totally idiotic. Often, like you say, you you've mentioned on air a couple of times that you've you were working on drawing. You were drawing. Yeah, like, I still do. What are you, are you working on a book? Or are you doing? Are like are you doing anything that I've like, got this? I've got this character and this idea that I just keep drawing over and over again. Just kind of working on my artwork more uh-huh. than anything else. But like I don't have a story. But I just went through like a bunch of artwork and I took out the crappy ones. And it, this doesn't account to this doesn't like come up into a story. But I have like 60 pages of drawings of this character and other characters or whatever. Huh. So I think at some point I should actually sit down and do something with it and, and try to put it on my blog. Or so what kind of story do, do you need? I have a, cra- I have a crazy uh, well, no, I well, could, uh, I could like, invent things. Well, like a I have story, the characters you know? and, and this, wow. this, this character probably wouldn't be for the kids. He's kind of like a half-naked vampire woman or whatever with like nice. uh, and i think it's it's for the guys or whatever and there's like there's like a guy that's connected with her it's almost in the vampirella kind of yeah saying so if you i'll show it to you maybe that's we can come cool. up with a storyline or something like that because i'm kind of like i'm almost like an artist in search of a storyline you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean well and i mean a good story arc now I, one thing i don't know do story arcs encompass multiple books, or is it is it like front to pay front to back should be one story arc? Lately, it go lately it encompasses a lot of books. Oh, okay. uh, if the thing I'm doing, I probably would be like an ongoing thing. I'm 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 like I said, I'm not 100% sold on it. I don't know if she's gonna be like a hostess or if she's gonna be like an ongoing ter- character. Right now, I'm thinking an ongoing character, but I'm uh-huh. thinking at some point, how much can I do with this? So maybe it'll turn into something you else. Never know. You know. Well. Okay, now like, do you get that printed, or or would you print that yourself as an indie thing, or do you get like try to sell that to? I think I think what I would try Iron to Horse or whatever, not Iron Horse. What are those? Uh, iron uh, uh, <laughs> horse head in your bed in <laughs> no, comics. Uh, image Comics or somebody <laughs> yeah. like that. Image. I mean, is that what you do? You send it to them and say, hey, this is my idea. Do you like it? Yeah, you, you know? could do that. You could do that. You could. I think what I would do first is put it online. Not all of it, but some of it. And maybe try to do a Kickstarter if it was good enough. See if some people oh, would like so get behind that, it, yeah. and then maybe publish it on my own. Or if it was good enough, I would maybe try to. I think Image will publish if the Image decides they like your book enough that they can promote it. I think they take a percentage, but then they do distribute it, and then you can get it sent around towards them or whatever. So that's something that I, I would really now, do like they, to do. Do you make money? Do they make money doing that? You know, I don't know how much money they make, but I think. These artists, if they have like a hit book, they do the convention circuit, and that's where they make a lot of money. Because mm. that's like, you know, they're they're charging like a hundred and change for a sketch or whatever, you know. And if they do like, so you like one of those conventions, they'll clear maybe ten or fifteen thousand. Uh, well, maybe I, I not know, that I don't much. Know if that much. Maybe, maybe like maybe five a few grand thousand. or a couple grand. Yeah, and yeah. a free plane ticket and a free hotel, and so maybe some win-win. Maybe you know. some like you know meet some nice people, as in girls. As in somebody that's going to promote your book? Cosplay girls that might be <laughs> in their skimpy outfits. Cosplay you know. girls. Dr. Morbius is scheming the gals, and I'm like th- thinking, where am I going to get more money? I'm, yeah. I'm going to wring more money well, out I of this I want thing. both, but you know, I'm, ske- I'm scheming the ladies. Because you know too. what they say, 
First you get the money, then, then you, you get, get the, the power. Honey, man. No, the money and then the honey, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm doing the. Was it? Wasn't it God? Godfather? Was it? God- First Godfather you get the money, then okay. you get the power, then you get the women. I thought it was Scarface, but yeah. Oh yeah, Scarface. You're right. Other, I don't know, you know those things. I just kind of. Yeah, you just yeah. yeah. It's 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 all good. Well, that's cool. All yeah. Right. So that I, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely work on that. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Right. Yeah. Cool. I, mean, I figured you know if I'm gonna bust my if I spend my time drawing and doing, I say, what what's better to draw than half naked vampire women? Not much, you know. So there no. you go. Maybe kung fu, half naked kung fu women. Yeah, that would that. Yeah. That's I guess like if I if I was drawing, it'd be like you know, yeah. master of the flying naked woman kung uh, guillotine. Well, we really like, did oh. that movie that like uh, is it Sex and Fury that thing or something? <laughs> At least that we works. haven't done that one yet. No, we haven't. I'm uh, afraid to. That that might be special episode 100 for you. Oh maybe. yeah. That's what we should do for a special episode 100. We each pick one, a movie. Yeah, there you that go. Means, and then we were like, yeah, you know. And then we watch it, and then we just talk about it. Or we, or yeah. we each watch it. Yeah, huh. let, yeah. Let, let's definitely show you. We'll watch it. You watch a movie. I watch a movie, and then we'll both watch them. And, and instead of trying to see which one is worse, we'll talk about how we'll good. Just, yeah. and, we'll, and we'll bring like Sex and Fury will be mine or something yeah, like that. And we'll else. we'll bring the good stuff, and then we'll, we'll be bring like, the good yeah. stuff to the table. For, yeah. For each show 100, we're gonna bust out the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, now we're gonna go bust out some a uh, couple trailers, and then when when we come back, hey, wait a minute! You know we haven't did we, did we finish our sex ed arc? Did, oh, did you do the last one? I don't think I did. I know the people out there in listener land are just clamoring. Oh my God, you're right. Just because you know now they're just like on, they're, they're they're on the ledge. They go, what do I do now? We don't know what. That's true. So we need to fulfill their final All right. sex ed so they can get their degree or whatever, and then you know go out <laughs> and have sex okay well the, the, you heard it here first folks number four Enjoy. of our sex ed education series from jesus and in, in the 30s this is perhaps the most beautiful and also the most useful of the four recordings how many times have even the best of mothers stumbled into embarrassed evasiveness when it comes to the fateful words which would properly describe the physical union of husband and wife. The result, of course, has been that many young girls have had to pick up this information piecemeal from companions, or else have gone into marriage with an incomplete knowledge that could mean great unhappiness for herself and her young husband. Actually, the essential facts of the physical union can be used to illustrate the sublime spiritual beauty of marriage. The story is given truthfully, simply, yet with an economy of detail that enables the young girl to take in this final chapter in the story of creation without shock or embarrassment. The frank use of technical terms is never allowed to detract from the basic beauty of the divine plan. Notice one striking innovation here. The fact that both parents give the instruction together. This wouldn't be possible, unfortunately, in all cases, but it has tremendous advantages. The way father and mother supplement each other, the blend of the physical and spiritual, the light touches of family humor, all these keep the scene natural and free from undue embarrassment. And they round out the true ideal of family unity that is the cornerstone of marriage.
like sweet music, don't you, Mother? Mm, I suppose so. I can always study best when there's soft music playing. <laughs> I don't see how you can concentrate. Oh, that's nothing. That son of yours always has one of those Cab Calloway records going full blast upstairs when he's studying. I know. And he has those awful medical books to wade through. Uh, Mother. Yes, dear. Mother, what do husbands and wives do when they get married? What do husbands and wives... Why do you ask, dear? Well, there were some drawings in Bob's textbook. I didn't mean to look at them honest, and... Well, then some of the older girls, well... You mean they talk about things sometimes? Well, yes. Only they stop when they see me coming. What do husbands and wives do when they get married? It's quite a beautiful story, dear. I suppose it's time you knew. Let's ask your father to come in, too. Daddy? Oh, no. Why not? But, Mother, he's a man. Kitty, what a husband and wife do when they're married is the last chapter of a story I started telling you when you were a little girl. Story of how you were born. And since your father and I joined with God to give you life, it's only natural that we should tell you that story together, isn't it? Why, yes, Mother. I, I just never thought of it that way. Yes, but getting him away from those boxing bouts on the television will be something else, I'm afraid. George! Oh, George! Call me, Jane. Yes, come here for a minute, will you, George? Jane Robinson's got him on the road. He's down. Oh. See what I mean? George! Come here this instant. It's important. Good night, Jane. Do you have to think of something important every time there's a good fight? I... George, Kitty was just asking what husbands and wives do when they get married. I I just thought it might be nice if we told her the story together. What husbands and... Oh. Oh. Oh, sure, kitten. Uh, you started off, Mother. I'll, I'll put in my two cents as you go along. <laughs> well, dear, you remember in religion class how you learned that Marriage makes two people one. Mm-hmm. It makes them one in mind, one in spirit, and one in body. Now think back to when you were a little girl. Remember how you used to hug that raggedy stuffed doll of yours? Oh, yes. I suppose I hugged the stuffing right out of her. Guess that was pretty silly, wasn't it? Oh, no. You were doing just what all human beings do when they love someone. That's it. We all instinctively want to be one with the person we love. So we like to be near them and hug them close. Remember how we cuddled you when you were little? Uh, when we weren't using the slipper on you? Oh, why, Daddy, how can you say such a thing? You know I was a model baby. <laughs> well, I guess I've seen worse. Oh, George, you're no help at all. Be serious for once in your life. You see, dear, this human desire to be united with the one you love was planted in all of us by God for a purpose. And it carries over into married life. But how, Mother? Well, I'm coming to that. You see, when God made a man's body and a woman's body, he so designed them physically that they could become like one body in marriage, just as they become one in mind and in spirit. But I don't understand how. Well, of course you don't, kitten. When your mother speaks of God making men and women differently, she means that a man comes out and says what he has to say, while a woman always has to beat around the bush. <laughs> now, George. <laughs> oh, look, honey. Remember when you busted into the room one day when Mother was changing Jimmy and 
You first noticed that he was made differently from you? Yes, and you told me it was so you and Mother would know which of us was a boy and which was a girl. That's right. And with you being the tomboy you were, it was about the only way we could know. Well, God has another reason, too. Remember later how your mother told you about the different openings in your body and what they were for? Yes, I, I told you there was a tiny opening in the folds between your legs called the vagina, and that when you were married, and if God sent you a baby, that the baby would come through that opening when it was time for it to be born. Yes, I remember, Mother. You see, Kitten, God designed that opening in your body for another purpose, too. And that's where this business of desiring to be one with your husband comes in. When a man and a woman are married, their love makes them want to embrace each other closely. And this is a very holy thing. For God so made a man and a woman that part of the man's body, which we call the penis, can actually pass within his wife's body through the vagina. Oh, but mother... Oh, darling, that's a great deal more than a physical union. When it is properly completed in marriage, both the husband and wife experience a spiritual joy that, well, it, it's beyond words to describe. And well, here's why, Kitten. That union was designed by God for another purpose, too. In fact, this one is the most important of all. Remember our telling you once how a seed from the father passed within a tiny egg that grew inside the mother, and that this was how God created a baby? Yes, Dad. Well... It's when a husband and wife are joined in this physical oneness that the seed passes from the husband into his wife. And there, God, if he so wills it, creates a new little soul. That's why both Daddy and I love you so much, honey. You see, you're part of each of us. Oh, Mother, that's that's so different than those things a girl at school were saying. I mean, it... It sounds so beautiful. Oh, it is beautiful, dear. And that's why God wants us to guard our bodies and our minds, too, until we're married. Just the way I'm keeping my wedding dress spotless for you until your very own day comes. Oh, that's sweet, Mother. I'll remember. Oh, my goodness, look at the time. And I have an exam tomorrow. Night, Dad. Night, Mother. Night, Night darling. <laughs> well... <clears throat> that wasn't too bad, was it? They act so grown up sometimes. But they're really such babies. <laughs> no more of a baby than you were when I married you. <laughs> I guess you're right. Jane, you want me to tell you something? It's... Oh, it's kind of nice having a couple of grown-up babies around the house. Very nice. Thank you, dear. Thank you very much. And you're welcome, everyone. Yeah. Yes. Now you're now you're all now, up to date with sex ed. Yes. Jeebus says, go forth and and, and multiply, and multiply, and, and divide, and give us uh, fractions yes. and integers. And integers. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> dusting off the dusting off the math talk. Yeah. All right. Well, while you guys were learning about sex ed, me and Doctor Morbius were off teasing our hair 
putting on our suspenders, <laughs> and, you know, really getting the 80s back, baby. I got my members-only jacket on. Yes, he's rocking that. And I'm going with the more punk look, because we all remember yeah. what 80s punkers looked like, right? I got my Trans Am parked in the front with yeah, the he, black Trans Am with the eagle on the... <laughs> he threw some donuts to Don't Fear the Reaper. Exactly, man. So. I, I played the cowbell on <laughs> Don't Fear the Reaper. No, no, that was, that was the 70s. Uh, he was close. He threw some donuts to Motley Crue's Girls, Girls, oh, Girls. Yeah. Bam, yeah. 80s. Oh, God, or Flock of Seagulls or all that other good stuff. Uh, this is this movie that we're going to do today. This uh, is 86. So it's 86. 86. Mid-80s. Dead middle of the 80s. And it really kind of uh, encompasses all that is the 80s. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. 80s. 80s riffic, you know. It is, it is 80s riffic, yeah. Um, it it should have been set more at a mall, and then it would have had all 80s all the time, like yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, uh, we're talking about 1986, The Wraith. The Wraith, starring Carlos Estevez. Yes. Formerly. Formerly, the artist formerly known as Carlos Estevez. Formerly known as Charlie Sheen. Yes, that's right. Oh, he, yeah, that's right, because he did it for Machete. He changed it. Yeah, back. he changed his name. I don't know if he'll change it back for. Uh, Three and a Half Men or whatever yeah, the hell he that show is. No, but he's anyway. not on that anymore. Now it's... um Anger Management? Oh, that's the one, Anger Management. Oh, okay. So, yes. At first, I didn't even know what this was. I don't even know why it appeared in my mailbox. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I just came to the house and you had it on and I'm looking at it and I go, hey, that looks like a good movie to watch because... The lovely Sherilyn Fenn was in it, so I was like, huh. That and she was showing off the, the, yes. the puppies a little bit. She was she naked. Was, she's, wow, she was, wow, she looked great in this movie. Oh, man, yeah. She, yes, she was very... um. Pretty and yes. naked, and yeah, she pretty was naked. she wasn't naked a lot. Let's not get this. Is, this isn't like some, this isn't like some of the movies that we've seen. No, this isn't Flesh yeah. Gordon, <laughs> Flesh Gordon, or the what was that one before it? The vampire one where it was just oh like, vampires. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, vampires. What was that vampires one? Oh yeah, yeah vampires. vampires. Yeah, that one. Yeah, my brain is not here today. It left for the week. Um, yeah. so yes, we're talking about the wraith. I I think the best way to describe it is that the wraith is like. An old version of the crow. Oh uh, yeah. Except yeah, instead of that. the crow, it's it's Charlie Sheen. Yeah. And it's just this <laughs> car. And you, right off the bat, you're like, why are all the cop cars K cars? For those of who you don't don't know what a K car is, you actually do know what a K car is. It, you just don't know the official term of it. Google it up. Or a K car was a Chrysler product that everyone's mom drove, or every or like. Uh, they were like these four-door, boxy, ugly oh, cars. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. all the cop cars in this movie were K cars, and I'm like, well, that's not right. That's what did they just find some at the junkyard? But then the mystery Wraith car, which was this super hot rod car, you could see a Chrysler emblem on the front. I was like, ah, there it is. They got <laughs> sponsored by Chrysler because it, 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 was, it was almost like Junior. Uh, Junior uh, Night Rider in a way. It was. It was. It was like a miniature Night Rider. And uh, how about those? The, the, this was one of those earlier CG attempts when they lifted up the hood to show the engine. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was this pulsating. It looked like somebody threw up like a comic book in there, <laughs> yeah. or or a funny book, as most yeah, people it was a say. Funny book, as they, those... they had a funny book going on in there, and it was like this pulsating CG engine. It was like, oh my, close <laughs> that hood and back up, because. We want, we don't want to see any more of the CG from the 80s, please. Thank oh, you. Oh, God, yeah. Right? Remember, it was like this yeah, le- electric was flying yeah. all over, and it was kind of like throbbing. and. Yeah, it was it was, it, it was quick. Yeah. You know? So you what was the it. story about that? Yeah, because that CG shot probably caused them 
half a mil, and it took them like four months to do something now that a kid would do in kindergarten on their iPad. But anyway, you know, technology, you know, but anyway. (laughs) Tell us, what is the race? Tell us about this story. Well, I mean, it's about, it's a revenge thing. It's about kind 78 minutes thing. long. <laughs> no, it's a revenge thing. Uh, yeah, some yeah. guy gets, uh, a young man gets killed while he's betting the girlfriend of the <laughs> psychotic uh, ringleader there. Who's, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and this ringleader is off the charts psychotic, right? Like yeah. Nick Cassavetes, the son of John Cassavetes, a director. Sociopath uh, yeah. to the tw- to to eleven. He turns up to eleven with his insanity, you know. Yeah, he's like uh, him and his him and his punk buddies are going around racing cars for pink slips, and then they got like a don't they have like a, a chop shop or whatever? Yeah, they, they have like, like they where they work on their hot rods, you know, and they're yeah, and uh, in the middle of the desert. Now this is like all set in the desert. I'm assuming like Arizona or Vegas, Vegas, maybe, yeah, thinking, maybe Vegas. Vegas. They hang out at a local. Uh, skate uh, like like a hamburger shop where burgers, the girls like, wear like K's burgers yeah or K's something. burgers which I want one of those shirts you know I don't yeah know. yeah right, no one, yeah. no one would get that vague reference yeah, on that'd right. be funny yeah, if somebody yeah, ever that did that would be cool it's probably on eBay yeah hundred dollars buy it now and then the um and these this this gang of punks uh just hustles people and if they get too good they kill them. Like they no, get, no, yeah, yeah, and and if anybody looks at his girlfriend Sherilyn Fenn, she is awesome, beautiful looking. Anybody just looks at her, he like goes after him and wants to race him yeah. and kill him and run off the road or something. Yeah, and he does that shit, and then he and and he he holds her at knife point on numerous <laughs> occasions. He has a switchblade, who which he likes very much, yeah. and he puts it to her neck, and he's like, "You're not gonna leave me, woman," or whatever he says, you know, like in this skeezy sociopathic and, 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 way and then there was that one scene where she goes well I never had sex with you anyway you know and I'm I don't like, even like so you, what are you said. freaking holding on to her for dude you'll find somebody else not that he didn't later on in the movie but yeah you know. he looks almost like Patrick Swayze from Ghost yeah he does like he looks very close yeah, he does. to him He's very Swayze like yeah, yeah he has he, you know and 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 the um, his one of his guys named like Skank or Booger or something oh, like that. Oh yeah, that dude. He he reminds you of Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, oh, and and they all have their own cars, like their race cars. One guy has like a Trans Am, with the the engine's more out of the hood than it is under it, like yeah. one of those like the big supercharger, you know. And and then there's like and they race people, but th- like they'll race a guy with a Corvette and beat him, and then they race, and. Th- now, what was the deal in the beginning? In the very first scene, they, they come up to a guy with his girlfriend, mm-hmm. and then they 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 decide that they're going to race him. And I thought they were racing him for the girl, but I think they were racing him for the car or something like that. Yeah, at the, the end, pink slips. They took when they it. lost, he walked off with his girl. I mean, the the one guy lost his car, but him and the girl walked off. But it seemed to me like at the at in another scene, wasn't like uh, Nick Cassavetes in bed with that girl later yeah. on or something when, when like that. When they kicked in the, when the cops when came Randy in. When Randy Quaid. Yeah, because Randy. getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, but Randy yeah. Quaid is the cop in this movie. And yeah, yeah, we know what he is now. He's running oh from the cops, God, I think, he's right insane now. now. Yeah, that's what drugs will do to you. He was insane then, That's too. what meth will do to you, yeah. You can tell he was insane then. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whoa, just watch a National Lampoon's Vacation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's who acting. he is. He's not acting. He's not acting. That's just kind of who he is, you know. Yeah, right, yeah. And uh, like another like um, Mick, not Nick Nolte. Um, who's the who's the famous the guy that bro- smashed his motorcycle up and? Oh, Nick uh, Cage. No, no, not Nick Cage. Nick Cage. Yeah. Who's the guy who's big smashed? teeth? On all the reality shows now, like on the uh, Doctor Drew's Stay Straight. 
Oh God, I'm lost right now. I don't. Oh, know. forget it. Anyway, we'll get back. Yeah, to yeah we'll get back because he's he's a he's a he's an atypical psychotic actor from from Hollywood, and he's not acting. He's just. Oh, there's a few of those guys uh, that. Uh, oh, he smashed up his chopper, and then that's when now he's like kind of goofy looking, and Andy's insane. Oh, wait a minute. Damn anyway, it. it'll come to oh mind. Oh my God, it'll my come brain. To mind. Mickey Rourke? No. But Mickey Rourke is pretty bizarre looking these days. Well, now, yeah, with well all he's, the steroids a, he's, he's a gigantic dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pretty strange looking, but he's. Well, anyway, so he's probably a cool ba- guy. Back to this movie. So, so the the Dennis Quaid is on to these punks. You know, he knows that they're into some shady stuff. But all but all of a sudden, then somebody shows up yeah. and, and races a guy. Like he won't get out. The, 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 you don't know what this is. The car is just the entity. Well, well you know? no. Well, b- before that happens, we get that scene where they're at the beach. Well, well okay. Oh, Charlie yeah, yeah, shows yeah, up, yeah, you know? yeah. Before any of that happens, there's a scene where where like the guy in a motorcycle is riding, and the and the and and Sherilyn Fence sees him, and he turns around and he goes, "Hey, can you tell me how to get to this so and so street?" And it's Charlie Sheen. And she's like, oh, uh, she likes him. She show, she's going to show him. A very young Charlie Sheen. Yeah, very. Wow. Well, everybody's yeah. young in this movie. We were, I was young when I watched this movie too, you know. But anyway, she gets on a motorcycle with him, and then all of a sudden she's like, oh, I got to get off. Here's, here's the jerk, and she goes, and he goes to her. Is this your boyfriend? She goes, no. He's just like, you know, whatever. You know, he's just like threatening me if I don't <laughs> hang around with him or whatever, because he can't get anything else, obviously. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then we're introduced to Charlie Charlie Sheen, and then we get we go to we see that scene where they're at the beach, and the one guy that works at Kay's Burgers puts his ne- legs next to him, and he goes like, "Hey, man, you know, they're talking about Cheryl and Fenn, and Charlie Sheen's checking around." But meanwhile, Charlie Sheen's got all these like scars on his back, and you're kind of right. wondering what's the deal with that, you know, which will be real later. Yeah. You know, so then we get to the point that you were talking about, or whatever, where they start racing, they, yeah, they, they start racing people. But then all of a sudden, one day they're at Kay's Burger, and the and and Kit, you know, Knight Rider Junior, Knight Rider Junior shows up. Yeah, and then no, and the car, they don't like nobody gets out of the car. No, the car is possessed. It looks like it's just this evil black entity. All the windows are blacked out, and it like revs its engine, and they're like, "Oh, you think you're so tough? Let's go race right now for pink slips." Yeah. And the first guy from the gang says, "I'll take them this time, Johnny." And he jumps in his car, and then they race. Um, which when Ron Howard, Clint Howard, yeah, Clint with Howard, yeah. with he's he's apparently balding, and his hair is like well, a foot tall. Yeah, he's got some animal. He, he's got weird. It's a weird. He looks weird in this one. Yeah. And I know he never looks like kind of normal, but no, he looks no, really no. weird in this one. No. And he starts the race, and they're racing, and then this car just like takes off, and then as soon as it goes around a corner, it turns sideways, and the the other car smashes into it, and it explodes. The you know and the guy goes the, the the car goes off the cliff, and then the black car reappears. So the black car like caused the wreck, exploded, and then dropped another thing. And then it did this weird thing where every time it did that, it took looked like a leg or an arm brace. Mm-hmm. Like it it took there was a piece of metal that kind of glowed green and then went away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I didn't understand that connection. I didn't no, understand I didn't what either. that was either. Um. So then the cops go, and then and then the black car disappears. You know, it drives away. It re it reforms and it drives away. So and then the cops show up and they're like, I don't understand. This this body couldn't have been in this car wreck because the car is disintegrated and burned at a million degrees, and the the body is fine except it's got its eyes sucked out. Yeah, that was weird. And so so you know basically what happened was it took the wraith, it took the soul of this racer, this guy. Yeah, yeah. 
And this is one of the guys. They they show you flashback scenes mm. where like this one guy's like having you know sex with Sherilyn Fenn, and these these all these guys break in and just kill him. Yeah. And it gives you like kind of like it already tells you what's gonna happen. You, know, you put two and two together and you see you know. Yeah. Yeah. Because because yeah. then the thugs just kind of continue along their general mischief ways like. They're showing like hassling the Cage Burger guy and hassling the girl and hassling the cop. You know, these are just your typical four or five guys with one sociopath leading the group, and they like are the 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 criminal element of the area. And, you know? and, it's, and it's a movie. I don't know if you noticed this, but I think I either read this or I came up with it. There's not that many grown-ups in this movie. It's mostly like no, kids. No, it's Kidland. It's Kidland. The only grown-ups are the few cops that they show you here <laughs> and there, whatever. Everybody's like a. 20s under or whatever so it's perfect like for a kid in the 80s oh or whatever. yeah the, the, this this movie has so much going for it even though there's nothing going for it like exactly you know yeah. i can imagine in the 80s if you saw this you were like that was the coolest car ever and that guy was the coolest guy yeah, ever and yeah, yeah. you know everything was like perfect for the time yeah th- i mean nick cassavetes had a nice vet that was a nice car you know the the other car the the you know the Knight Rider Jr. was a nice car. The other cars were, eh, yeah, they were all right. Yeah. You know, they were kind of like that, they, fast beaters. Or well, that's whatever. that I was gonna say. They look more like the the '55 Chevy from yeah, our yeah, from yeah. Uh, Black, Two Lane Blacktop, which is those are the real race cars. Yeah, yeah. Like they look like crap. They don't drive for shit. They're just really fast. Like they're not. Yeah. You know, they they don't look pristine and beautiful. They're made to just. They get their battle scars because they're working on it, you know. And then another scene that I didn't understand was after the first death, or maybe it was the second death or whatever, you know, the Wraith shows up in like a, in like, you know what he looked like? He looked like a combination of the Road Warrior, and there was a movie called The Exterminator that was from that era. He had like, it was all in black. He had like a helmet covering his face. And then he goes in and shoots up the chop shop or whatever. Yeah, oh yeah, he trashes it. But he doesn't like kill anybody. And it's like, okay, I guess he wants to like, murder them on the road yeah something yeah so yeah and when he shoots up that um he shoots up like that their shop their chop shop kind of thing he's just wrecking their cars and like wrecking like engines that clint howard worked on yeah and stuff like that but he never kills anybody that way with his gun and then later in the movie the chop the chop shop is back totally di- well, and it's well, different but it's back again it was well, like he, they, yeah, they, they have all the cars back and you know one thing that was kind of cool was the next race they, like two days later they were racing around again and all the damage was just kind of puttied so uh, they did show like the hood okay. the hood of the trans am i didn't had, notice that okay. had like fix holes in it so they made uh, it look right they did okay. the right thing but it all was right. you know so then that's the next thing now they're they know it's him you know, because, you know, or they they make the assumption that it's him. And then they're like, okay, we're going to take you down this time. Now the guy with the Trans Am comes and races it. Yeah, right, right. Same results. Yeah, exactly. Except right, instead right. of going off a cliff, this time he just blows up into the desert. And the cops are onto him this time. And they're trying to catch him. And the co- and the car just does this. Disappearing it just act. It like kind of flies towards the cop cars and just goes whoosh. And yeah, goes into it, the sky. It comes from... Somewhere from revenge. Parts unknown, man. Parts unknown. It's yeah, a, exactly. <laughs> you probably have access to this car. Yeah, well, we you just gotta look around that, the closets yeah. of parts unknown and yeah, see if you can find well, it. Yeah, let's just keep it on the on, on, the, the, on, the, on the DL, man. On the gonna, DL, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice use of the word, bro. Yeah, thank so, you. Thank yeah, you yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so, okay, so now they're now it's really serious and it's really like on like Donkey Kong and and, the, and at this point Charlie Sheen is starting to actually mess around with 
Cheryl and Fenn. Yep, he's doing the mess around. Yeah, he's doing the mess around. He's doing the deed. So, and you know, and you know, uh, Nick Cassavetes is getting pissed off because you can't even look at her without getting your your ass kicked by this guy. He's like skulking now. Now, yeah, yeah, now yeah, that yeah. now that Nick Cassavetes guy is like. He's just sitting there watching as he drops he her off. Everybody. He's just watching. They show him just watching everything. He's the watcher, <laughs> you know. That's his superpower. He's a oh, sociopathic God, watching yeah. guy. Yeah. And he's sitting there watching, and, and, and you know, Charlie Sheen drops off. Uh, Carlos Mendez drops off. What's his name now? Carlos Car- Estevez. Carlos Estevez drops off the girl after their date and kisses, and I'll, catch, I'll pick you up tomorrow. And she's like, oh, all right, whatever, I work or something. And he's like, whatever. And um, boy, then what happens? Then, then like basically, then, then, then the big, the big, the big, the big showdown. finale. Big oh finale. no! Wait, before that, the the black car comes and finishes off the chop shop. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Skank yeah. and Skag and Jerk are in there, and then Clint How Clint Howard's like, "Oh, I'm leaving." He's not I, part of the. He's he, like he never part was part of the racing or anything. He, he like wasn't that. part of the people that killed the guy either. Yeah. And he and this black car goes drives straight through this thing and it just explodes. And then all the while. Uh, Dennis Quaid, I mean Randy Quaid, is is going after, you know he he wants the you know the wraith, so he calls in all the other guys into the you know and and, and you know he basically like they said why you're hassling me man, and and they're going like well we got to get this guy or whatever because he's just killing everybody you know off and stuff like that and they're like what does that have to do with me? They had a point actually yeah. you know <laughs> and they were like I don't care. <laughs> uh, we don't like your gang anyway. Like yeah, exactly. Because even Randy Quaid says he's, he's killing off your gang. Exactly. He's like, I don't give a shit about it. Like, let him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, but uh, but they do their job. You know, they say, okay, we're going to stop this. And So he wipes all the gang members out systematically, yeah. little by little. But Clint, How- Clint Howard lives because he didn't participate in the original killing. He was just a mechanic. Yeah, he just was the dude that made their cars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So now it's all down. It's all showdown time. It's just, you know, King, King Sociopath versus the Wraith. Yeah, exactly. But the night before this big showdown, the Wraith car shows up at Kay's Burgers. Right. And he kind of comes in and he's like, hey, you know, you're my brother. You know, like, it, like he was like, oh, I forget how he even says it. He's like, oh... You know how have things been? Well, and he's like, I'm tired because my me and my brother used to run this place, and now it's just yeah, me. Yeah. And he's like, Well, come here, I have to show you something. And he's like, He sh- he takes his regular form of his brother, right? No, 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 you got it wrong. He okay, he, yeah. he he uh, he has the race with uh, Nick Casvetti's first, and he and, oh, okay. and then at the very end, he drops off Sherilyn Fenn. He goes, I'll come back in a second. I got to do something. And then he goes to the guy at Kay's Burger and he gives him the car. Right, right. Okay. And, and he gives him the car. And basically, the the basic storyline is that the Wraith is avenging the death of his brother because his brother was the one who was her boyfriend and he was having sex with her yeah. when they killed him. So and and then, and there's those flashback scenes where you see the guy getting killed and he kind of looks a little like Sheen. Not exactly. So the Wraith is almost like his spirit coming back to Earth for revenge. Right. So it was kind of weird, but he gives him the car and the guy's like. Oh yeah, cool man. How do I run it? Oh, the instructions are in the in the dashboard. Yeah, this car came from like parts unknown from like, and the instructions are in the dashboard. Is there a registration in there too? Yeah, don't worry about it. Or yeah, whatever. screw it on. Yeah. And then and then the weird part about it, I thought at this point, okay, Sheen is gonna go back to where he came from and blah blah. blah. But then he goes and picks up the Cheryl girl. and Fenn and they ride off in the motorcycle. Yeah. And then the end, and I was like, okay, well, I mean, you know, 80s ending, I guess. So was yeah. it? Yeah, I guess that's probably what it was. You know, if they do, the, if they do that now, 
Yeah. He'd be way more brooding and evil. And then, like, in the end, the spirit world would take him back. Right. Well, you know? I figured at the end it was going to be like they would both race and they would both die, but he would avenge the brother. And then, you know, the race would have just, like, you know, gone, you know, but they gave it the 80s ending, yeah. happy ending, which is cool. You know, I got no problem with it. I thought the ending would be more like, uh, okay, well, now I must say goodbye to you, my love. You know, I've avenged our de- my death and I'll always be in love with you and... And then he kind of turns green and flies away, and she cries and goes, I'll always love you too, Johnny race car guy. And that'd be it. But that's not what happened. No. So, yeah, they just drove off. You know, Carlos Estevez doesn't roll like that. So he's no, all like, no. he's like, no, no. He's not like, he's like, no, no. That's not going to how this is ending. So, yeah. And then he says to, you know, he's kind of says his goodbyes to his brother, saying, look, you know, it was wrong that I died, but. You know, I always yeah. you know, you were my brother. We always looked out for each other. And here's a car. I mean, the guy doesn't know he's his brother. You well, know he what figures I mean? it out. He fi- I guess he figured. Yeah, he it figured out. it out because yeah, because he came after him with a bat. And he's like, no, no, you don't. Because he said something about that. Yeah. And he was like, oh, wow, you're you're Johnny or whatever. He's like, yeah, you know. Yeah. So whatever. And then, uh, what do you think about it? What what, what did you think? Movie I mean, was? you know, it was entertaining. I wouldn't give it a great point, but I guess it was entertaining enough. So it was so 80s. Oh my yeah, God! Yeah, 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 like yeah. you really got this. There were no malls, but there should have been. <laughs> you really got this nostalgic, like '80s yeah, vibe, you know? Yeah. That kind of gives it a little bit more of a score for me. What are you gonna, What are you gonna give it? I'll, I'll give it like a six. That's that's right where I was at. I'll go six point five. The extra point five is for '80s hair on Clint Howard. Even, yeah, even <laughs> though uh, Sherilyn Finn didn't have '80s hair, the rest of the girls pretty much did. Didn't matter. She didn't had to never top on often. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the way it goes. Yeah. That's an extra point. All right, cool. Oh, sure. Well, we're going to say if you were a product of or around in the 80s. Or I you would, were produced in the 80s. <laughs> maybe for to this movie. Uh, check it out. If you were like a new youngster, then you probably wouldn't dig it as much. But it's a fun movie. You know? I, I, I got to say that people put down the 80s, and I kind of do to an extent. But I think it was the last era that, you know, I don't know, there was a feeling to it maybe that was optimistic and I don't think it's been back since no then. it's been it was a very cool time I think so and it, I look back on it better than I did before yeah I know this like to some degree the 50s and then the 60s and 70s were like this explosion of yeah stuff the 80s were I, I I'm always fond of them you know yeah. I understand they were goofy and there's like a lot of stuff to laugh at but I guess there's a lot of stuff to laugh at from every decade yeah yeah 80s had a they had its own kind of a groove going on. Mm-hmm. A lot of technical stuff was starting. Mm-hmm. It wasn't there yet, but it was starting. You yeah, could feel yeah. it, you know. And uh, and uh, yeah, like you're just saying, just that unbridled optimism that there yep. was there yep. wasn't just dismal despair for your future. No. no. That that Batman brought that in now. Now yeah, everyone's like just brooding. Batman. Everyone's just brooding. Batman was just like, "There's nothing for any of you," and we were like, "Oh, you're right, Batman. You're always right." Damn oh, it, Batman! You're bringing me down, Batman. Yeah, we want Adam West, Batman back. Damn it, he was yeah, fun. He was fun. All right, that's the end of it. We'll see you next week with something. What did we say we were gonna watch? Maybe, 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 maybe movie forty-three. Maybe movie forty-three, but probably something better. Okay, see you next week. <laughs>